Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Music from the Curator's Chair. I am your host, Scott, and this is what's making the music move today. Today is a bit of a special occasion because of the fact that one, I have this new album that came out. Technically, it was meant to come out about 20 odd years ago, I believe. This album is actually from a particular artist I have grown to love quite a lot as I was younger and still have loved to this day. And the album officially was recorded literally 21 plus years ago. And it is actually the album called Toy by David Bowie. Now this album was meant to come out many, many years ago. It basically has a lot of re-recordings of his stuff that he recorded between 1964 and 1971 with a couple of new tracks that were redone. And it was shelved by EMI and Virgin due to financial struggles and he, that let them, let him to depart from there and uh, work on his next album, Heathen, which I think was released, yeah, it was released in 2002, but I'm looking, yeah, it was released by Columbia and ISO Records, which I think is Bowie's own Thing. This one was released by ISO and Parlophone, but that's a different story for a different time. I don't know why exactly, but I'm going to be listening to the 2021 version, which is about uh, the first half, because there are three like three parts of this album. I'm just listening to the first part, which is just Toy. I'm not listening to anything else. I'm not listening to Toy Box or like the alternatives and extras I'm not, or the unplugged and somewhat slightly electric stuff. I'm not listening to that. I'm just listening to the first couple of albums or first couple of songs which are about 12 of them i know several of them i've heard before a lot of the other ones are also unreleased and whatnot so this is going to be different for sure the first song on this album is called i dig everything this album was very very different for the most part the, the song i actually can't say like so far has been good it's not my absolute favorite but i can definitely say the first two songs I know are quite interesting, I'll say that. And it's just the way it's done is just wow, this is surprisingly good. But at the same time, it's also a lot of these songs feel like they're also just. I don't know. I could definitely say I Dig Everything was quite a good one. I actually kind of left. It left a good impression so far on the album. You got a habit of leaving. Wow, that was a little on the nose, a little bit David. But, um. Anyways, the first couple, uh, like first couple of songs seem to be things were done well. Like I actually gotta say, the first track, I dig everything, just had a very good, say, guitar rhythm, and it didn't leave a whole lot to ask for. And in fact, it didn't ask for more. Well, you gotta have it leaving, kind of starting to be like, okay, this is getting a little more alternative, a little more psychedelic. The London Boys, that's another one. That was a B-side single to rubber band and was also on the Darum anthology from David Bowie but that's a different story altogether but this was actually quite a short one like some of these songs are a little long a little short but some of them just feel so long it doesn't feel like it feels like I'm almost listening to Blackstar again and I'm not gonna do like I, I want to go back to listen to some of David Bowie's classic albums but I don't think I will do that per se I want to, but at the same time, I don't think 
they really require a true re-listening to and review because I mean everyone's kind of done that to death. But that's, that's the end. Of the, that's a different story altogether. Karma Man. That's another one that I liked on this one. I definitely the drums on this album definitely added to everything, and it added a really I don't know, very hypnotic, very down to earth, very alternative rock sounding sound which I'm not normally known to hear from David Bowie I know he's very eclectic but a lot of the songs on this album don't have that feeling if I'm honest like some of these ones are just kind of just very rocky but also very different at the same time like I never got everything as well that was more of a pop rocky sort of song the London Boys again that's also another one that felt it was very psychedelic and whatnot, but it was also good. Car Man, Conversation Piece. Conversation Piece was actually my favorite song, I think, so far on the first half of the album. Most because of the sounds of, like that it came with. And it felt a little short. It wasn't too, too long, but it was good enough. It was a good four minute or so track. Shadow Man, that's another one that... Wow, I didn't believe, but it was, it was recorded and written around the Ziggy Stardust sessions. And it was never really released properly until now and this song oh my goodness did it ever feel like it should have been on Ziggy Stardust a little bit maybe as maybe I think it got cut for other reasons but I feel like this might have been a I think this and Rock and Roll Suicide on Rise and Fall Ziggy Stardust and Spiders from Mars have a very similar tone to one another and I feel like this was the song that it turned into maybe it morphed from being Shadow Man into Rock and Roll Suicide, or maybe it got morphed into Starman. I don't know. I know it was recorded during that time, and it's amazing. Let Me Sleep Beside You. That's another one I didn't mind. But I know Hole in the Ground was a home demo from Conversation Piece, and I definitely know this one was not too bad, if I'm truly honest. Apparently, that's what it was recorded, but the Hole in the Ground probably it sounds like it was done well, and it, it's trying to be well made. Um, Baby Loves That Way, which was a B-side, if you got a habit of leaving or early on, was also another one that was actually kind of interesting, because apparently it was meant to be, like, British beat, which kind of like rock and roll, sort of late 50s, whatever, you know what I mean? It was still good, nevertheless, and it was definitely interesting to hear. I can't think it can't help thinking about me was definitely one I had to listen to a couple of times, because I didn't know what he was talking about. But it was still good to hear. Silly Boy Blue felt very slow, very well done. It was one of his first songs, too. If I recall correctly, I could easily look at the track listing on his first album. And that was a song that was originally done, I think, during that time. Yeah, it was. And it was on his first album. And you know what? It sounds even better here than it did on his first album. Because it sounds like he's... A little bit more mature, a little bit more older, and then we have uh, Your Turn to Drive. Oh, well, Toy, Your Turn to Drive, the last song in the album. And this one, if I'm honest, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else like, that's there, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. But, like, if I'm truly honest, everyone that's listening to this, I have to, agree, I have to say, this is one of those songs that just... It has a nice guitar rhythm-driven... It's like I don't know. It's very amazing sounding. It's definitely incredible to hear it again in some of these songs. 
And I have to say, out of all the 26 albums that Bowie ever did while he was alive, a lot of these songs, especially this one that's off of uh, Nothing Has Changed, which was a compilation album, which was just released a little bit after, um, what's it called? It was released a little bit after the next day, which to this day, I don't mind the album, but I do know it actually is the only one that I know that had an adapted adapted version of his album cover, Heroes, and just had a white thing that just said, the next day, obscuring his face. It was... The last one he was technically around for while he was still alive in a sense, because if I am truly honest, he was technically alive for Blackstar, but that was his final one while he was alive, because it was released on his 69th birthday, and he died two days later, if I recall correctly. Yeah, after his, like, after that release, and it, it's heartbreaking to know that he's pa- he's gone, but his album still stays immortal. And that's what I like about music. No matter what happens to the artist in the past, their music will always live on and still sound great. Now, this album, for the first album of 2022 that's new to me, I'm surprised how good this sounded. I'm very surprised because a lot of it is just re-recorded. But then again, this was released last year, but I got the mo- the super deluxe version, and I do want to listen to the other half of this, the other two out, the other two parts, and I might later on update this recording with a second piece. But for the time being, I'm only focusing on the first half, which came out last year. I didn't realize it came out last year because I didn't have the copy of it because it didn't show up anywhere but that's a different story for a different time when I do get a chance to listen to the other two parts of this album I will probably add it to my recording of this podcast it might be updated might be unpublished and republished later on and I will give a revised score on it entirely but at this moment this album even though I love David Bowie this is a lot of re-recorded stuff and it's almost like he wanted to do a lot of revisions and whatnot, which is fine. That's fine. I'm not blaming him for that. I'm going to give this album a 7 out of 10. It's very solid. It's very well done. It's not like the perfect album like Black Star was. Because, again, this is a, a, an album that was meant to come out 20 years, like 20 years ago or so. It never did. And now it's out now. And I'm glad it is. But at the same time, like, I don't know what else to say. I just know the next box set that might get released. Well, no, don't worry about box sets. Never mind. Anyways, this album gets a 7 out of 10. It's not perfect, but it's still enjoyable. Now, if I was to give this album... If I was really... If this was all original content that wasn't... A lot of it's previously unreleased, which is fine. But if it was all unreleased content, like, properly, not new... Like, not old songs being re-recorded or what have you. It was just songs that were unearthed. Almost like how Elton John has, had his most recent um, release called Jewel Box, which was r- rarities and whatnot, and deep cuts from his albums. That was like a very big box set of sorts. I would easily say, if this was like that, I would be more than happy to, at the same time, if that was all new content. It wasn't a, bo- it wasn't a compilation, but it was an album of unreleased content that they release now. I'd be all right with it. But at the same time, this is stuff that was re-released. Well, like it's been released now. 
it was just re-recorded content, which is fine. Not everyone wants to listen to the old stuff again, or they think they might they could do better, which is good. But as a reviewer, as a critic, I have to give this album a seven. Now I'm not saying this is the worst thing ever. Quite the contrary. But this album was quite an enjoyable experience to listen to. I'm probably gonna be listening to this a lot in 2022, and I will visit the the extra content later on, and I will, like I said, when I do, add my pieces on that, as well as go back and listen to this and think what I think wisely, because I might have given this a little too high of a rating, possibly. Might get a too low of a rating. I don't know, but at this moment in time, Toy from Toy Toy Box, whatever it's called, like Toy in brackets Toy Box, it gets a 7 out of 10. Now, maybe you think that's too high. Maybe it's too low. Who knows? All I know is that this is out now on the 7th. As I'm recording this, I'm going to release it tomorrow on the 8th because it is David Bowie's birthday. So happy Bowie. Happy birthday to David Bowie, also known as David Allen, David Robert Jones. Was it, was it David Allen? I can't remember. I have to take a look quickly. David Robert Jones, yes. Happy birthday to David Robert Jones. I will definitely release this tomorrow on his birthday, which sounds a little bit of a jerkish move, but you know what? The man left a legacy that will never, ever be... Uh, what's it called? It won't ever be different. It won't ever be changed, if I'm truly honest. It won't ever, ever be changed on what he's released in his lifetime. And you know what? At the same time, what he released was amazing, and I can't wait to see what happens in the near future. If he has any more content like he has in his past, for all we know, there might be more that comes out soon. We don't know. We do not. We do not. We do not. But I can say I will be more than happy to um, listen to anything that does come out in the near future, if and when it does come out. And if, at the same time, it's something that is interesting to hear, hopefully it'll be something that I can enjoy, you know? At the same time, it is what it is. It's out now. If you want to check it out, you go right ahead. You do so. But until next time, listeners, this is Scott, signing out. And transmission.